0: episode 80 d1r don't you just feel great to be here for this one 80th episode man 80th it's pretty crazy we joked about nearing 100 if we're on this pace we do two a week that's too much math for me right now but 100 is close is all i know i can't two do a all week,
1: that we need 20 more
0: yeah so that's 10 weeks so i guess two and a half months that wasn't actually that hard of yeah, math was it no no it wasn't anyways kobe manzo here with you kade's with us today just two of us again but uh Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Today we're joined by Darius Willis, first-team all wide receiver out of Michigan Tech. Um, I give all of his accolades in the interview, so you have to wait to hear about all that stuff. But he had a killer year, and he had a really big game against us this year. We talked to him about that. Uh, and also the new head coach for Michigan Tech, Dan Matlack, who was the offensive coordinator there, played quarterback at Michigan Tech, has had a lot of success for the Huskies. He takes over the helm for Michigan Tech. Talked to him about the new energy he's bringing into that building, a good little conversation. On the NFL side of things, that's where most of our stuff is at today. The brand-new Lions pull out a huge win in Lambeau. FTP. So, yeah. FTP is right, dude. FTP is right. The I can't believe the Lions posted that. I Neither can I, to be honest. I'm the official account. Yeah. I, I was thinking, too. We'll get into it later, but, like, I was thinking a couple of ways how they could have kind of cheaped their way out of it or explained it away. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, but anyways, Lions pick up that huge win. Seahawks, obviously – Beat the Rams in overtime, so the Lions are playing out of pure spite. Go into Lambeau, come out twenty to sixteen W against the salty Aaron Rodgers. That was fantastic. How, we'll break it all down. Uh, the playoff bracket is set. We'll take a look at that. Have some dark horse picks. What type of matchup are we looking forward to the most? And we just got news today: Cliff Kingsbury out of Arizona, officially gone. Even though he just signed an extension less than a year ago that would have him with Arizona through twenty twenty seven.
1: NFL's all wow. business, bro. You see what happens with Houston and Texans.
0: Yep. Two, Lovey two Smith coaches, also out. Yeah. Two back coaches to back. in
1: two years. What's what? Okay? Now maybe look at the GM. He's the one hiring these. I
0: th- was gonna say two coaches in two years, just so you can tank, is almost a little bit ridiculous. And not even get the number one pick. Exactly. Go for two. Hence why he probably was fired.
1: <laughs> and Lovey Smith coached in Illinois. So maybe he's trying to get those Bears' the first pick, dude. <laughs>
0: <Maybe> <laughs> That's he a good was. take. That's maybe a he good was. take, dude. I did not think about that. I really did not. Um, but Otherwise, in the NFL world, renovations to Soldier Field released today by the city of Chicago. They're trying to make sure the Bears stay in Chicago as opposed to going to Arlington Heights where they are in an agreement, supposedly, to buy a bunch of land out there. I don't believe it's actually gone through yet. No, so I,
1: I think it's because Jimmy talks about it all the time. It's a
0: last-ditch effort to keep them in Chicago, basically, yeah, is what yeah. it is. So we'll take a look. It's like a two- or three-minute video of $2.2 billion renovations that have been proposed for Soldier Field. And they are immaculate. Like, it's really impressive. It'll... I don't know if it's too little, too late to keep the Bears around in town, but uh, finally, we're actually recording this before the National Championship game, TCU and Georgia. It's 6.23 right now, so that game starts in a little over an hour. We're going to uh, come back after we watch the game and give our little recap on that. So stick around for the College Football Championship review, recap our reactions from all that stuff. But as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. If you are watching, don't forget, little red bar, bottom of the video, timestamps, fly through to any part of that conversation that sounds interesting, And then get the hell out of here. You can listen pretty much anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Twitter, D one underscore rejects, Instagram, Division One Rejects, to see highlights from the show. Let's go get to the man, the triple count triple crown winner. English is hard. Darius Willis. Joining us on this episode, we got a dude with some accolades, Cade. He's got a lot of them. We're going to list them. Uh, he probably wouldn't do this himself, but I'll do it for him. He's a first-team all-Gliac wide receiver, won the triple crown, if you will, in the Gliac, leading the conference in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns while also landing at fourth in all of Division two for all-purpose yards this season, the man himself, Darius Willis. Darius, what's going on, man?
2: Nothing, just first day of classes and just been at three of them today, but other than that, just been a chill day and... Can't wait to get back at it. Nothing, dude. Just all the stats, and he's just – I love it. Hey, straight business, dude. I love it. I
0: love <laughs> yeah. You always been like that? just I mean, you're not – I know you're not, uh, you know, like – you're a humble guy. I've heard from a lot of the, the guys up there. All, they all love you. So mm-hmm. You know that. But uh, that's always yeah. been you, huh? Just straight business.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, that's how I was raised, so that's going to keep it like that. <laughs> I love that,
0: dude. Um, I saw mm-hmm. you were born in Hawaii, correct? You got family down there? Yeah.
2: No, I was um, – so my dad, he was in the army, so we just happened, go, okay. he just got happened to be stationed in Hawaii, and then I was born there. So
0: gotcha. You guys, you said you're already back at school today. So break. I was gonna ask you how break was going, but that uh, that's over with. How was your break? How get some time away?
2: Yeah, break was good. It was a good time off. Nothing too crazy. Good, no, so a good <laughs> Christmas, good New Year's. I didn't, I didn't do too much though. But yeah. That's
0: all right, man. It's tune into the game. Uh, we'll talk before we get into talking about you in this last year that you've had up there in Houghton. Uh, you guys got some big news right before break. Dan Matlack, he gets named the head coach up there. Talk about your relationship with him and what it means just for him to inherit that program being the offensive coordinator. Obviously, he's a dude that played there and uh, had a lot of success there. What does it mean for him to be the head coach for you guys?
2: Yeah, it means a lot. Uh, as you said, he has history here. Um, he's, he was a quarterback for Michigan Tech, and him taking the reins next year is just a next step for us at the program to become better and better.
0: 100%. It's got to be, I'd imagine, because obviously you would hire internally. Matt Lack is a Mm -hmm. dude that has the trust and rapport of everyone in that building, obviously, and just that's what I've heard from all the guys up there, and I had a great relationship with him coming out of high school. He's just a good human, so I think you guys are definitely in a great place. Now talk about the transition for you guys, I have to imagine that would be super smooth. What has that been like in the first couple weeks? I imagine it's probably just business as usual up there.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, definitely business as usual. But I guess Malak, um kind of brings a different attitude to how, I guess, he approaches things. And that makes us, I guess, it's not an adjustment really because he was always with us. But it's just yeah. the different roles and such, it just – sort of an adjustment, but not really that much.
0: No, I hear you. Now talk about, that's what I wanted to ask is like, there has to be, you know, um, with any type of change, there has to be some refreshing new things that come along with the new coach. What kind of energy does he bring? How does he handle the day-to-day? What is the relationship with the players like? How has any of that changed since he's taken the head coaching position? And, you know, out of those things, are any of that really excites you about him uh, being at the helm? Yeah,
2: I, I think for him being a coach and him being a former player, he brings a different I guess intensity for us I know well I've seen it already in the team meetings and other meetings that we have and um just yeah I guess mainly because it's because he's a former player I think it brings a different intensity to how he approaches being a coach
0: 100 percent. yeah and that's like our guy Dan Campbell that's been his like calling card has been the former player I get these guys man I understand them that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's something that a lot of NFL teams are looking at every level of football. But talk about uh, a little bit about um, you know, him obviously being the former offensive coordinator. I was curious, has he announced if he's going to be retaining those play calling capabilities, or is that gonna be something that he gives away as he takes on that head coaching position, or has he not said?
2: He yeah, he hasn't said anything thus yet, but gotcha um, I'm pretty sure they've talked about it, but yeah. We haven't been informed about anything like that.
0: I got you. No, that'll be – I just think that's always interesting because that's something we've uh-huh. talked about over here, obviously going through a very similar process, getting a new head coach. Um, and it's just – it's interesting to see at different levels what offensive-minded – with air quotes, right? What offensive-minded yeah. versus defensive-minded coaches do and whether or not they relinquish those play-calling, um, you know, objectives or whatever you want to call them when they take over. That head position is always interesting to me. But I want to talk with you guys too, just like Michigan Tech, Michigan Tech football particularly – You guys have been that team, and we've, on this show, the last couple of months, you know, year, whatever, you've had these tiers of the GLIAC, right? The Ferris and the GLIAC, or Ferris and the uh, Grand Valley, excuse me, have been this top tier, and it feels like everyone's trying to fight to beat them out, and it's happened. It's not like it hasn't happened. You know, teams have gone on runs before. It feels like you guys are always right there, right? I think you could probably agree with Mm -hmm. that statement. What is it about Melak, his energy, the guys that you have coming back, this squad, I feel like a lot of those guys up there feel primed to to take that next jump.
2: Yep. Uh, Since last season, so we had a lot of close games, I would say, last season. Just trying to find that next step so we can be on the winning side of those that we didn't get uh, last season. And um, what you're saying, like the tiers of the Glee I guess. um, Saginaw, we competed with Saginaw. Davenport, we could compete with Davenport. Yep. Even – Honestly, all of the teams are basically in that second tier for me, but
0: No, I hear you, dude. I hear you. Yeah. Um, and that's and it's that's the thing too is like the margin of, you know, sometimes you see these lopsided scores. We've been on the wrong side of a couple of them, and you're mm-hmm. there and at certain points of the game it's like it really does not feel like team A and team B there's this huge gap. It really the competition is right there. It's just game plan and different types of things that go into these games that, you know, can make a world of difference. Now, talking about you, a little bit more specifically, which I'm sure you're super excited about, just to rave about yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I want to talk about you though. We got you on the show. I said in the intro, triple crown winner. They get you like a little custom trophy or anything, or do we need to look into that?
2: No, I didn't get. <laughs> I didn't get a custom trophy for that, but um, it was announced. But I really appreciated that. And yeah, yeah, no trophy though. <laughs> we, we might have to
0: send over some designs or something and get that get that ready for you, dude. You got anything <laughs> in mind?
2: I, you know, other than a crown, I don't <laughs> I don't know what the side could be, but that's
0: good, dude. Um, but I guess going to kind of, you know, the one game that I definitely saw on the sidelines, obviously doing the photo and video for our team this year, the game against us. You catch two yeah. touchdowns. You threw one against us as yeah. well, which you know many people <laughs> might not know that one. That had mm-hmm. to have just been a statement day for you. What was that day like? Obviously rivalry. You know, on top of all of that. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, well, as you said, it was a big game, big rivalry overall. So, crowd was um, pumped up. We were all pumped up. You guys, I know we're pumped up. And um, I guess just that first touchdown, then when I threw for it, I was just, that was the most excited I've probably ever been. You so. got to stop that <laughs> shit, bro. You got to stop
0: that. <laughs> no more we can't, of that. Yeah, we, can, we can't have you catching them, throwing them. You go run one in. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It needs to stop. Is exactly <laughs> That's exactly what needs to happen. So, Cade, okay, that was it was his only pass of the year, only his second of his career. And well, I mean, I don't remember exactly. Was it a dot? I mean, it was oh, it was, was, was decent. Yeah, it was, was decent open. enough. But what, what what's your opinion Our on that? how was the day, throw? The One to ten. How would you rate the throw?
2: Uh, I'd give myself an eight. eight yeah. okay, five. yeah. That's I'm right
1: it was on the money. Yeah, you are we? It, I was eight. Y'all
2: scored, it, yeah. so I mean, I'm not going to come
0: out here and eight. That's awesome, mm-hmm. dude. But I remember watching that, and then immediately after the game, Tech football has got the GIF of the gritty in the end zone. I'm like, Good lord! Oh yeah, dude. that was tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not get a little laugh out of you. That was tough, dude. Yeah, that thing was it, tough. It
2: was. Yeah, I remember talking. I remember I was talking to Brandon, uh, another receiver on my team. We were we were just joking around, of course, about it, but we were gonna we were basically saying whoever scores next gets the gritty. So, and then yeah. <laughs> you beat them out. Just so happened to remember, it. yeah, just so happened, to remember too. Yeah. I remember
0: walking around pregame, and you guys have that like, is it technically artillery, a cannon in the corner of the end zone down there? What is yeah. that? Okay, yeah. so I'm talking to those guys. I'm, you know, I'm joking. I'm like, hey, yeah, you guys can just pack it up, like head home. You're not gonna need it today. Yeah. And they, they all <laughs> laughed or whatever. And they needed it. They shot it off a couple times. But um, yeah. <laughs> again, back to you, honorable mention all league last year. You come back, same offensive scheme, same quarterback and arc who had a great year. What changed mm-hmm. to propel you to being one of the best in our league at that wide receiver position? That's what I'm curious about.
2: Um, transitioning, I guess, well, we could start the first year, I guess. Um, first year playing college football, not really just out there, really just doing what I can to almost, I'd say, not mess up sometimes. but
0: I, Yeah, I hear it.
2: Yeah, de- yeah, just getting adjusted to defenses and playing teams like Ferris and uh gv who have incredible athletes Saginaw every team in League has incredible athletes but yeah. um then going on to this year just becoming more confident and again weight room um skills training and catching and route running and just improving everything that i could to take my game to the next level
0: yeah i love that dude hey textbook textbook answer right there that was good um but <laughs> I, you kind of talk about the off-season stuff, and for me, you know, I took a visit up to Tech. Like I said, like those guys a lot, and that was somewhere that I, I could have potentially saw myself, but one thing that's definitely a detriment up there is the spring for you guys and having to deal yeah. with the elements. We're spoiled down here. We have the dome. We're able to get in there and say what you want to say about our turf. We have indoor turf, and we're not affected by, you know what I mean? We're not affected yeah. by the snow, yeah. which is a plus. Yeah. Now, for you guys, we have a ton of snow right now. I can only imagine what Houghton looks like up there what is that the spring look like for you guys? How do you get work in? Are you getting routes in the gym? And just like, especially for a guy in your position who's trying to make that next jump, how do you make sure you're doing all the right things in the off season and in the spring football right now?
2: Yeah. um, So we have our, like every college is lifting right now, but we get it as a skill position group. We would get, we'd get together probably twice a week. I'd say maybe twice a week. Yeah. Get together, throw the ball around, catch balls and run routes and, just inside, though, because it's, it's yeah. terrible up here. It's but, ridiculous. Yeah. And <laughs> <Then, laughs> yeah. when spring ball hits, um, try to clear to fill it off as best as we can. Hopefully we get a nice stretch where it's not too yep. crazy snowing and put it in the work for those three, four weeks, however long spring ball usually is. But, yeah. yeah. Just and you've been there for you- a few
0: years now. I got to ask, do you have – You've got to have a couple really good as far as just strictly weather memories, whether it be practices, games, whatever. There has to be a practice or a game that pops up. Was there anything that was just the like, conditions were just ridiculous?
2: i uh, hmm. I say yep. Last year, last spring, we um we couldn't even have our spring game because it was I think the field was iced over, and then I think <laughs> a couple of days before, yeah, a couple of days before, we tried to um, practice out there, but it was just it was just honestly unsafe, but that is, <laughs> so he had, so yeah, so had to just basically do a practice inside as best as we could to replicate on yeah. field condition. It's
0: to tough, play. man. That is tough. Yeah. It's funny. They're going to be wearing cleats, but they are going to be wearing ice cleats, not yeah. football. Yeah. cleats. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. Um, But again, back to you this year, a stat that caught my eye for sure. Over 14 yards per catch in an offense that I guess I don't associate with taking a ton of shots downfield. I don't think that's your guys' style. Now, Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. Is that a lot of yak yards after catch? Or are they really just stretching the field when you're out there?
2: Um, honestly, i say it's a mix of both. Cause okay. I'd say, especially with one-on-one matchups, it depends on, especially defensive coverages, of course. But one-on-one matchups, usually those deep shots would happen every now and then in the game. And being able to convert on that definitely helps with the yards per catch average. Yeah, yards course, per catch, but, for um, sure. Yeah. And then... Later in the year, we started implementing a lot more screens and just navigating, I guess, navigating through tunnels, through screens was, I guess, my forte towards the end of the year. Big
0: part of your game. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Now, um, I was going to ask too, you know, you have all these yards, you start to get these awards, you look back, I'm sure there are definitely some areas you want to improve in your game because you're not going to be satisfied with whatever you've done this year. It just seems like the type of guy you would be, but Looking back, too, you got to be just proud to look at a lot of that stuff. What's one part of your game where you feel like you've really excelled at and that's led to a lot of these these accolades, these stats, and these kind of video game numbers?
2: I guess, um, like you were saying, the yak, um, just being able to get out of a situation that I guess most players can't, being able to make one defender miss and go, make two defenders miss even and go. But, um, yeah, and one thing, another thing would be contested catches, I think. Okay. I think sometimes I can, yeah, contested, contested catches in general. But yeah. another thing I could work on, I'd say, is just, I know throughout the season, just deep ball tracking. When when we do take those shots, being able to haul in every ball that we can to make a game winning play. So game basically you're saying we
0: gotta play, get your yeah. got to get your Madden rating up. Contested catch, get it up. Get uh, it up. Yeah. yeah, and we call that, you said yak, we call that slippery. That's what you are. Man. You get, you get slippery. I've yeah. seen it. You get that screen, couple guys, you have that defense, they're flowing over full speed. And you know, sometimes takes more than one guy to take you down and they can't get a firm grasp on you. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Um, but you know, just to leave it off with you looking forward, like I said, we rattled off all the accolades at the beginning, first team, all league a thousand yards this year. Do you have your sights set as a team, as an individual on anything specific going into 2023 new year, man, any big goals?
2: Yeah, um, I wouldn't say anything specific. Just honestly, just being able to hone what I have right now and create new skills that I can end up using. And as a team, just uh, get better every day. And when fall comes, just be ready for those Saturdays.
0: Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, dude. That's all right, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. I really do. been a good conversation you. I'm trying to – Trying to get a couple laughs out of you there. But like I said, you're strictly business, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I love occasionally, but... <laughs> occasionally. <yeah. laughs> That's, That's good, good man. That's good. Yeah. Hey, but keep up. Keep playing the way you do, man. I I'm, I, I would say I'm a fan of your game. Shoot, I'm a fan of your game. You know, rivals aside, whatever. I like watching you yeah, play, man. You're you. going to have a... You'll have a fan thank in me. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Good luck, bro. Thank you. Yep, we'll see you, man. Appreciate Darius coming on. Was trying to get... Trying to get a little trying to get a little emotion out of him. He's he's strictly business, man. I can appreciate it. I can respect it. But trying to have a little fun of the show. I was trying to get him to laugh. I got him a couple times. A trophy. We went to get that trophy sent over to yeah, him. Yeah, a crown. That'd be pretty good. He said all he wanted was a crown on that bitch. <laughs> that was pretty good. But the Lions, they play and they win out of spite. FTP. Fuck the Packers. The Lions post that on social media. So I was telling you, I think there's a way they could explain that. Maybe if... I don't think they'd ever have to, but like, what if they're like... Um, yeah, FTP it stands like for the pride. You know yeah, what I mean? Like or something like for that. The people something. Yeah, for the people like they would, they definitely would have some type of cop out where they wouldn't get in a lot of trouble. Um I thought that was pretty funny. But like we said, the Rams, they lose an OT. I thought the game was over in regulation. The doink off the maybe right. the right yeah, the right goalpost. I thought the game was over. I was just watching it on my phone just because I couldn't turn it off, you know. But I heard I see it and I hear it and I'm like, no fucking way, yeah. dude.
1: I can't run running in the house. Yeah. I, I hadn't been home, so I couldn't see it. And then yeah. I, I got a bunch of texts from my phone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it he was. missed it. <laughs> and then, a then top Lions
0: moment of this year wasn't even by the Lions. Uh, that was
1: awesome. And Quandre digs.
0: Quandre, yeah, how fitting is that? The former Lion gets the pick. Should have got a taunting call over there by uh, Bobby Wags on the sideline. And just for Baker, throw up that pop fly. And he tried to get it picked off. Terrible and it was bang, throw. bang play, too. Bang, Terrible bang. Could have gone either way. Terrible throw. So tough. But either way, Lions still play their asses off. They come out of Lambeau. 2016. W over a salty Aaron Rodgers, like I said in the introduction. Jamal Williams. That was kind of like the story of the night was Jamal. He's kind of in the story of the Lions season. He breaks Barry Sanders' record for the most rushing touchdowns in a season in franchise history. Very cool stat. Now we will say one extra game than Barry. Right. So take that as you may, but you have two touchdowns in that last game. Um, but it's an NFL record it, as it is. So also the Naruto intro in the headband in the beginning. It was uh, the first swag Kazekage, uh, Hidden Leaf Village of the Den.
1: He's such a like you have to assign him. <laughs> he's a heart and soul of the team.
0: He is, dude. And then I know you're a guy. You love that that hard knock speech. That was something you posted every game day. Oh yeah, the big dogs. Yeah, let the big dogs eat.
1: Well, he's right, dude. Like we just get in past years. We just lay down and get fucking piled over by every team that comes to play the playoffs. We're the best team at home in the NFL this year, and I I will argue that to the grave.
0: I was going to say, too, that just after this season and after everything that's encapsulated, this magic year, really magic year for the Lions, I think it gives so much meaning to that speech and Hard Knocks and those moments and Hard Knocks where he was showing that emotion because I think a lot of people outside Detroit and outside of uh, Green Bay as well, who know him, I would assume know him pretty well. Yep. Might have thought that he was just putting on an act for the cameras and that exactly. he was trying to just be this type of guy for hard knocks. But I think we've seen that there's no. Well,
1: yeah, we knew that. Yeah, too,
0: but. it's exactly. But there's that. That's Jamal. It's that's the only Jamal. There's not another one. He's goofy. He's weird. He's different. It just but, really
1: upsets me that like we have to go watch. Like credit to the Seahawks, but like. No one wants to like, watch Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Or, like, even Tampa Bay, dude. Especially against they're the 49ers. And, nine, bro. and we'll talk like, about that soon. Buccaneers it's bad. The Buccaneers are 8-9, bro, and they're playing in the playoffs. You can't tell me there's not the Brady treatment. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> he's 50 years old, bro, and too. he's 8-9, and nine, and they won the division.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, you talked about it. Resigning Jamal. He's definitely on the top of that list of uh, the free agents for the Lions. I would assume Chark is number two. Can Is that safe to say as far as guys you'd want to bring back? Or would you put Anzalone ahead of him or I'd Bucks? probably
1: honestly put – I'd probably go Jamal, Deshaun Elliott.
0: Deshaun Elliott's a good one. Yep, I forgot about that.
1: And – and dude, I like Anzalone. I don't he, know.
0: This last game he stepped up, and I think a knock for him in the past has been where Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez, is a very – obviously small downhill in stature. He is downhill, but what I was going to say is he's speedy and he can play sideline to sideline. Yeah. I think a knock on Alex Anzalone's game is that he's not – in the past, been that sideline-to-sideline side line linebacker, and where the NFL is trending, where speed trumps all, I think that's a huge part of any linebacker's game. He played his game.
1: ass off this year. He
0: did, and more importantly, he played his ass off last night yeah, against the Packers. Aaron Jones was not getting out of the backfield without seeing that long blonde hair coming no, through yeah, with a was.
1: gap. That fourth <laughs> down play made, too. Was huge yes, girl.
0: dude. On the little, was it like the little jet, around, the wraparound, yeah. whatever that was? Fantastic. On Lazard, yeah. Yeah, so he made some big plays. I definitely would put him on that list Bugs was a guy mm-hmm. that I didn't know who he was before last night. He was making almost every play his name was being announced constantly.
1: He, he's he been making a couple of plays the past three, four weeks. But
0: but that was his breakout performance, I yeah, think. Yeah,
1: he definitely had a great night. And, it, and the other thing is, too, like, screw the NFL because I told you guys this, but, like, the Lions hadn't played a primetime game. They didn't give us a primetime game the entire year.
0: No, we got flex into The Sunday. entire
1: – and then, okay, well, now a play-in game, which – Ended up meaning nothing for the Detroit Lions in Green Bay on Sunday night, where Aaron Rodgers is his best, and if they win, they go to the playoffs. The Lions beat them against all odds. Like that's the thing, too. Like,
0: cut a promo. We definitely
1: could have lost that game. You know what I mean? I mean,
0: there were multiple chances. It it
1: could have been forty nothing,
0: and really, and I wouldn't be surprised. This is the the Lions guy in me. I think there were so many points in the game where the Packers shouldn't have even been in that game, just the way the flow and all of that game was, and. For Detroit to keep coming back and bouncing back, and and for Dan Campbell's whole, you know, aura about him is verbiage and everything to not just be a joke of talking about resiliency and grit, and they embodied all. Well, I of that love what they said. Exactly, his first
1: interview was like, I don't know, I think it was Stacy down there that was interviewing him at half or something. He's like, um, "Well, you guys learned that you guys were out of the playoffs before the game. Oh, how yeah. do you guys, how do you give them how do you give them motivation to come out here?" And he said, "Well, if we're not going, they're not either." So. I love it. And dude. then he's
0: like... I'm and he probably, if the microphone wasn't there, there's was a couple expletives going in oh, that yeah, sentence, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, dude. Um, but free agents, that'll be an interesting one. The one guy, too, Manny Oruarie. Is that... Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do Canned. that again one more time for the camera. Yep. And he... I don't think we'll be seeing him in the Honolulu Blue any longer because he had a tough showing there when he was out on the field and he was healthy and... I don't know. He oh, was scratched be last that. night too. He was. He was hurt though, I think. Yes, he was he was hurt. I believe yeah. it was elbow. He popped up on that I'd say it was a very positive
1: week. year for him though, definitely.
0: D- bounce back for sure and he's yeah. starting to to I guess understand re-earn the Lions yeah. fans trust. And who he's trusts, starting to understand
1: things more too. And
0: obviously the expectations for him being, you know, picked where he was at are super high. So it's you figure it out. Yeah, sorry. There you go. It's just a magnet holding down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the expectations for Okuda though when you're a first round draft pick. Well, let alone number three. Exactly. Overall, you have you know, you're supposed to have a really high ceiling. And so that, he man. started to started to live up to that, I think, which is encouraging. Now, an encouraging performance on the offensive side of the ball. Khalif Raymond finished with four catches, sixty six yards, had that one real long one where he was down what a half a yard short of the Maybe. end zone. Exactly. Inge. And he, he was short. You know, we saw uh, on the replay. Uh, good call. But Broke his ribs in the first half and still played. Did not know that you saw that on Twitter or something. Yeah, on
1: Twitter he had a a radio interview and it said uh, he broke in the first first half. Broke his ribs in the first half and he said if he could go play, he's gonna play. Like it's time to ball and he went out out there and a lot of prayers got him through on that forty yard touch forty yard catch. A lot of prayers. That's what he said. Yeah.
0: That is awesome, dude. I I didn't know that. I think that must have just came out today because I don't think anyone was talking about that after the game. The Jamal speech was all over the place, losing his great-grandfather, and then just boom. He just switched into his next phase and was cutting a promo for the Lions. Crazy. That it was, was awesome. The switch up in emotions like seen before. was – Neither have I. You see what
1: Dan Campbell said? Like the, the, the one line I'll say about the Lions it's like pretty sick, he was like, all roads lead to Detroit now.
0: Like
2: yes, no that was sick. And he
1: gave he gave that. a game ball to Sheila.
2: And
0: he had some very nice encouraging things to say about her. I know. And you know, scary. It is scary, but at the same time, she has been I think if nothing else, she has been so much more of a focal point of this team and so much more present she than anyone has. in the past, right? 100%. And just being visible, I think as someone in that position as an owner and being in the locker room right after the right. game and things like a lot of owners probably do that, but we haven't had that it's big for the players too. It is to see someone to see the person who is your boss's boss's boss right right being there to show you that they're invested in your success I think is a, is more of a motivator that I don't people might not even understand. Right. So, very important. Now, moving on to another very interesting part of the game. Quay Walker, He's ejected for the second time this year for shoving support staff. It was an athletic trainer. I forget who exactly went down on the field, but you'll see the video here of Quay Walker going out and was just the uh, athletic trainer. Excuse me. was just trying to get to the player. And you'll see here after I pull it up, the little the shove, not even little, the back, oh, shoving the back player. right there. Well, watch the 95 come up and square exactly. up with the trainer. Like, bro, exactly. what are you going to do?
2: What are you
1: going to do? Come on, punch the trainer in the mouth?
0: Oh, Just an awful the the representation that's there. That's the second
1: time, too, bro. Like, why? Why are you doing it that? The
0: head. It is. I could not get over it. Oh, why? So what the is the he that doing? He shows him 95 staff. Wyatt. I'm not sure that's who ridiculous. that is. He Devontae comes up and Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt comes up and the gets the a head. chest right to the trainer there for oh, seemingly no reason. I'm really not sure why they did that. Um, and he, we had the, also the video, I don't have it on me, but the video of him walking out, he was visibly upset and crying and he came out and did have a good, like a class A apology on Twitter. It was a great apology and and obviously really young dude, very big time moment, not going to hold against him for the rest of his life. He's a great player. player. Um, not going to hold against him for the rest of his life. With that being said, like. You can't just forget about something like that. The that head. the fact that he even thought to oh, do that with, in that situation. And the, the crazy yeah. thing is, is too. So why?
1: With everything that's happened, like a hip. guy, a, a dude of that position literally just saved another man's life on the field. Yes. And so that's a not even to, like a week ago. Not even a week ago, and he's out here pushing trainers. Like if I'm, and you could see Lafleur was visually upset about it.
0: Yes. Hunter, be effing smart. Yes. What are you doing, B? Smart. But, well, yes, yeah, so the optics of all that, the NFL had to have been having quite the day oh, with yeah. all that going on and what they've been trying to do to support, you know. And the emphasis has been on the athletic trainers that really were a big part of saving DeMar Hamlin's life. And they did. He Exactly. And he is out of the hospital now, too. Yeah, we got that news. news heading home to Buffalo. And it was awesome. it was very odd because he was technically still in critical condition and he's posting to Instagram and Twitter. And you're like, yeah, just, didn't it feel a little weird? It felt yeah. a little odd. But it was felt good. It very
1: soon. It was, like, it was
0: very good. No, but yeah. it was just odd. Mm-hmm. It was very different. Now, I had not seen this video before. Now, this video this is... Sunday Night Football too. This is. And this was the first incident of Quay Walker with some type of support staff from Buffalo, not the Detroit Lions. So we'll take a look at this one. And here you can see, makes a tackle going into the sideline. Looks like he's just trying to help him up. The support staff right there trying to help him up. He turns around. I'm not having that shit. Wow.
1: What a dumbass. I mean, that is absurd. I remember seeing that live. I remember that.
0: Really? But I, I just... It's, uh, I don't believe I had actually even seen this before I saw it. I, I looked it up on Twitter because I wanted to see his first incident. This was probably more blatant and even worse than the Lions one.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean,
0: looks him dead in the eye, right on their sidelines, surrounded by their guys with a referee staring him right in the face. Like, why? And what provoked him to do this? He's literally just being helped up by this guy. Turns around, and it's like something snaps, and he gives him a two-handed shove right in the chest. I if, can't the guy was that? like, fuck
1: And he just starts beating his ass.
0: <laughs> Imagine. Well, that was something that I was surprised by in the Lions game is that, you know, a couple of Lions players saw him do that shove. I was surprised that he didn't get smacked by a Lions player because I know I would. Trending beat-
1: United States, Dan Campbell. Really?
0: <laughs> was it actually? Look, right Hold there. on, I got to pull it up on the screen here. Yeah, there it is, dude. Trending in the U.S., Dan Campbell. I love that, dude. That's sick. That is so awesome. Twenty
1: six and a half thousand tweets. Is there a chance he wins Coach of the Year or no?
0: Well, that's a tough one. Sirianni is the front runner, correct? Yeah, but he's he's a douche. Yeah, but he's certainly <laughs> turned that so, franchise around. Too bad
1: they don't have that the douche category involved in that
0: <laughs> coach of the year. I, saying, I don't know if that's part of the criteria for the <laughs> award, actually.
1: Out of a hundred. Oh, it's
0: like a sixty five percent douche. <laughs> You start putting percentage. How is it weighed? That could be like a higher weighed category. You see
1: him running around the sidelines and shit. Like, dude, calm down. You're playing the Texans
0: (laughs) at home. I'm surprised that. Jalen Hurts stayed in that game for them as long as he did the other day. It was kind of interesting with that shoulder problem that he's well, been having. Well, they battling. had to clinch the one seed. They did, I know, but they still were up a I mean, good. The Cowboys
1: bit. lost anyway, so that's
0: true. That's true. Then pretty handily as well to the Commanders. Now the last piece on this Lions Packers game that I wanted to cover: Aaron Rodgers, the diva. He wants all the drama, and he certainly has gotten it the last day or two here. Aaron Rodgers doesn't give Jamal his jersey
2: Virginia
0: after. Williams. What's that?
1: Jameson Williams. Was it Jam?
0: No, I thought it was Jamal.
1: No, uh, Jameson said, can I get your jersey? And the guy said, "He said, no, I'm going to keep this one.
0: Oh, God, I thought it was Jamal. I could have I messed that up. Anyways, because I just figured the Green Bay connection. But anyway, Jameson Williams, um, he doesn't give him the jersey after the game and says, quote, I want to hold on to this one. And, of course, that has just endured all different forms of speculation of over the last— that. Yes, and— <laughs> It sounded like him and Williams had agreed to a jersey swap or something because it sounded like he said, oh, but you said – or something like that after you hear what he said after uh, Rodgers refused it. Yeah. I don't know if that was the case. I don't know if that was something they had planned beforehand. It was quick. I don't know. um, If that was the case, I'm sure that if they did agree on it, Rodgers thought that wouldn't be his last game and that he was winning. So if things switched up on him, all of a sudden he didn't want to give out that jersey. Pretty funny stuff. Now, the one (laughs) – uh, excuse me for this, but the one comment on Instagram that I saw from some random Bears fan and it had like two likes and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I'm going to pull it up right here um because I was cracking up at this shit. And it is not like it's not a professional like sports take or anything by any means, but this Bears account comments on the posts and says Every season, the Packers end their season in an embarrassing fashion. Rodgers acts all ominous because he likes the attention. Then he comes back because he needs money for drugs.
1: <laughs> I saw that. You should to me. What a dumbass. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> it's not a terrible take. I, it's just awesome. After the whole ayahuasca thing comes out, I mean, that was... And it had, when I just checked right there, an updated check, the comment had three likes. I should go back and like it and make it four. <laughs> Maybe you can make it five. Maybe, dude. This guy could, we, could, we could build up Let's give this guy a little bit of traction because that was an underrated comment and that got a good laugh out of we'll me We'll have some earlier. more views on here, so. We might. It's
1: it, <laughs> pretty good, in the dude. comments or something.
0: That's pretty good. Now, moving on to the larger scale, larger picture of the NFL, the playoff bracket has been, I guess you can say it's been released, but really the playoffs have been finalized is what I'm trying to say, and we'll take a look at the bracket right here. Now, AFC, yeah, right. the Chiefs, one seed in the AFC. The Eagles, one seed in the NFC. Now, it was looking very interesting there for a moment because the Chiefs were in a situation where they could have dropped as low as the five seed with a San Francisco and a Cowboys win along with, a, or either a San Francisco or Cowboys win, I believe, with the Eagles' loss. That would have dropped them down to potentially the 5C, which would have been unreal. Dallas,
1: New York, and Seattle all have better records than Tampa Bay. And they're going to play a home playoff game.
0: Yep. That's the NFL. Pretty crazy to wrap your head around. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. It's tough to fathom. Now, um, on the AFC side of things... Jaguars, Chargers, then you've got a rematch of just a week ago, correct? And the Bengals and Ravens, they just played each other for the North, uh, where the Bengals clinched the AFC North. And
1: Bills-Buffalo's had a really good game a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Bills-Buffalo? That's an interesting one. Miami-Buffalo.
0: They did, yes, they did. So that'll be a good one. Now Miami kind of backed their way into the, not kind of, they really backed their way into the playoffs. This last month or so stretch for them has been pretty tough, and I think people were even starting to question Mike McDaniel.
1: And Minnesota beat New York on a 58-yard field goal the other, the other night, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, like literally two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so, so a there's, lot of there's be good games. A lot of very recent rematches here. Um, The Chiefs and the and the Eagles obviously getting that bye week with both of them. Now, Um, the Jaguars, how about that game? To clinch the AFC South, right? AFC, yeah, AFC South that game sucked. over the Titans.
1: <laughs> that game literally sucked. There's nothing <laughs> fun about that game.
0: The atmosphere was awesome. It was a playoff game. Jacksonville needed that. It was it was pretty sucked, awesome, dude. dude. It was pretty awesome. We were watching awesome.
1: Josh Dobbs play as a quarterback, and, okay. and give him credit, he played good. Mm. He wasn't terrible.
0: He wasn't terrible, but he didn't play good. And and it's tough. It's tough for him to step into that situation. Like if you are Malik Willis,
1: that, like, dude, what the fuck? You have like, to feel pretty bad. You yeah. have to feel
0: pretty bad about the confidence that a lack thereof that the franchise has in you. Now, figure it out. Looking at at this most exciting matchup for us, who would you say, looking at this board? Um, would be your most exciting match if there's one that jumps out,
1: right away? Miami Buffalo just because of star power in that game.
0: Agreed. I think I'd probably look Niners, at that one too. Niners handle the Seahawks.
1: Yep. I don't think the Giants are very good, but I think I my, think, I don't think Minnesota's is very. Game. I was gonna good. say
0: I think it's gonna be a good game because I think both those teams are. Brady will win late because it's a
1: script in the NFL.
0: <laughs> I think he might too. He might. Los
1: Angeles beats Jacksonville,
0: but remember that's in Jacksonville because they did clinch the AFC South. Yeah, but.
1: Los, I mean, Los Angeles doesn't have Mike, Will, Mike Williams either, so maybe they not. It's a good game. Bengals, Ravens. If Lamar plays the Ravens, if not, the Bengals. And Bills for Buffalo and Miami. I Bills think it would be like it. a 48-45 type Like Talk about shootout.
0: the storied run that Buffalo could go on right Dude, now with all the optics and everything. If
1: I was a betting man, I'm hammering the Bills with Super Bowl.
0: Really?
1: It's just like a crazy. I already told you about now. It. They were the favorite. I told you about the what the happened to Konstantinov and the, Red Wings, and the Red, yeah. Red Wings going going to win the uh, Stanley Cup.
0: Now finishing off kind of the playoff conversation, you got a. I didn't really it sounded, Kind of sounded like you didn't really have any uh, like dark horse picks or anyone. Any team on here that you think might not expect might make a run?
1: I think it's pretty clear cut, honestly. Think so? I think my favorite right now would have to be the Chiefs, just because it's the Chiefs. But a really close second can be the 49ers.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with that. I think looking at this, I think the Bengals have gotten hot at the right time. Looking at their cast, they the supporting cast, yeah, the the supporting cast for Burrow, I could see them making a lot of noise um, and being a very interesting matchup there. They'd get the winner of Buffalo and Miami, so that would obviously be a headlining round two matchup there as we got into. And I said at the beginning that
1: the Bengals would not make the playoffs, so. Did you? You can knock me for that one, yeah. You know? I don't
0: remember all these old takes. You're just exposing yourself because I don't. I'm not going to bring them up. I don't yeah. have memory like that.
1: <laughs> Dumb take by me. I did say Miami made the playoffs, though, so, so and Jacksonville. I think. I don't. Maybe not.
0: I don't know if you were that forward thinking to think yeah. Jacksonville would be in no. there. Not many were. Okay. Um, anyways, we will uh, take a quick cut here, actually, before we get into the rest of our NFL talk, to go to us in a couple hours where we're talking about the college football championship. Dogs or TCU, who took it?
1: Them Bulldogs. By how much? 12 and a half.
0: 12 and a half? Are you serious? I think that's my line right now. That's kind of absurd. I'll take TCU in the spread then, 12 and a half. I'd, I'd take probably Georgia to win, but I'd take TCU in the spread for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. And cut. Hello, Kobe, from the past. This is Kobe from the future, about four hours after we recorded the rest of that segment. And um, I think it's safe to say that we probably could have just skipped this one.
1: Yeah, and that your TCU plus 12 and a half was. Spoorly n- mistaken. Just not it.
0: The live line at one point got to, I think, 38 and a half. That's ridiculous. And it hit!
2: <laughs> it hit!
0: The overhit! And TCU scored seven points. For those of you who live under some type of rock or other type of stone, Georgia won 65 to 7. And it was the biggest blowout in the history of the college football Just championship. Not a good look, man. Bad look for college football. Great look for D1 rejects, though. How about the artwork right here? A yeah, quick shout out, summary. Shout out
1: our artist who's in the lab twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, a quick summary of tonight's college football championship. You have uh, the playoff committee. Stop. He's already dead. It's too late. Stetson Bennett, an angry Stetson Bennett, is choking out a crying Max Duggan who is being followed up by Brock Bowers, Kirby Smart, and, of course, Ugga is honorary in attendance. The Horn Frog looks on, and <laughs> McAfee is obviously surprised by the proceedings going on in that one. Had to give that a quick plug. But, yeah, I mean, that, was, that was a disgusting act of television. I don't know if they'll be allowed to show that to children in the future because of what Georgia's defense in particular did to TCU. Bennett had six touchdowns. That's crazy. And so that, this
1: is this is the thing. Like he's been doubted his entire life. He did play very well, and people are now doubting him again in the NFL.
0: And I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna be doing the same exact thing. Cause I
1: I do remember, <laughs> I do recall myself saying that he's like a Jake. He'll be like a Jake from the NFL.
0: I think I that's said a pretty, that on I think this, that's I this think this it's podcast. a pretty good comparison. But, now Stetson, I'll give you the stat give the stat line for people here. He was 18 for 25 for 304 yards. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. He also rushed three times for 39 yards. Add on another two tuds to that. And before you go into that thing, your your rant there, Brock Bowers. How about the night that the tight end had? The true sophomore tight end for Georgia. Seven catches, 152 yards and a tud. Averaging over 21 yards a catch and then added on. Looks like um, he had two rushes for 15 yards. That's a career night. On a year that he's kind of... Uncharacteristically, not produced a ton. Well, compared, to his, okay, year, compared GM, to his true freshman year. Compared to his true freshman year. If
1: you're NFL GM, who's the first tight end you're taking off the board right now?
0: After that game, it's not a question.
1: Yeah, but like, there's Michael Mayer. It's it's not a question. I I personally would I personally would say Bowers too, but like,
0: there's I just he, he also has one. to
1: get in the right offense. That's just say I that I mean, too. look at him. <laughs> That face. No, he he has to get the right offense because George oh, is sure. the perfect yeah. offense for him too. Yeah, I could I'm, I could totally see him being like a George Kittle type.
0: You remember what people were saying about um Pitts, and he's kind of well, yeah, he's, he's not he's, done. He's not, but he
1: doesn't have quarterback first. Exactly, of all. It's that's about a the shit offense. whole organization. Yep, like they don't have they they have weapons too. It's the, tough, and they got rid of they got rid of Ridley too, which is like yeah. was unfortunate, and he's gonna do the Jaguars next year. Yeah, <clears throat> Ridley's back.
0: Yeah. Talk about Max Duggan a little bit. 14 for 22, 152 yards, two interceptions. That throw on the post that he had wide open oh, to. Dude, that's a game changer. What's his name? Quentin oh, Johnson. Quentin Johnson, excuse me. 21 to 7 at that point? 24 to 7? 24 to 7, I believe it was at that point. He's got him wide open on the post. I, think I will say. It was say, earlier than that, dude. No, it was. They were up by multiple scores. But, anyways, Georgia linebacker comes through, applies a little bit of pressure, doesn't get a throw off when he wants to, has to do a little bit of moving before he can actually get that throw off. And then just when he took that stepped into it and yeah. chucked it, I'm like, "Holy shit! Somebody's wide yeah, ass." And he was. He You saw the route that oh, he was. was going, and yep. like you just got to throw it to the middle of the field. Yeah, that was really hard to watch. So, really tough performance from him. Ten rushes for him for how many yards? Do you think? Negative two. Try negative thirty-eight.
1: Georgia defense, dude. Lions, <clears throat> unreal. Brad, Brad Holmes, if you're unreal. watching this. Please go get Jalen, whatever his middle name is, Carter. (laughs) Yes. Right now.
0: Now, that's the thing is what everyone was talking. As we'll say, the the great thing about this is since it was a blowout, I was tuned over on ESPN2 watching the McAfee show, basically, is what that was. Those guys were just clowning around. And because of where the game was at, it was hilarious. It was entertaining, and I was – I was locked into that because I don't give a shit about the broadcast. Um, Fowler and Herbstreit do a great job, but I don't really care to listen to them if the game's like this. They're yeah. just going to be, you know, I mean, people eating up time. It off. People yeah, to- exactly. So I'd rather just listen to McAfee and them. And, and what they were saying, and Hawk and all those guys, what they were saying, Butler or D-Butt, is that this is like, a, a glimpse of spring ball, and you can get Georgia. Was getting all these freshmen and all these underclassmen that didn't get a lot of snaps, getting them in in a big moment in a big. No matter what the score is, on a big stage, getting them familiar with that t- situation, playing in that type of environment, it's only gonna it's only gonna benefit them, dude. Georgia, and the recruiting thing. thing is obvious. I mean,
1: well, because you could. I was thinking about this today. I was sitting there watching. I was like, okay, if you're a recruiter for Alabama or Georgia, you can almost go into a recruit's home or whatever you do and say. We're going to play in or win a national championship every year.
0: That's what I thought, but then Alabama missed it.
1: But, like, do you know they'll be in the conversation next year, if not number one? Yeah, no, sure, sure. Georgia but, and them. Yeah. Actually, well, Georgia's got to figure out the quarterback situation, so maybe not.
0: Well, did you see <laughs> the kid that came in after Stetson? No. I Another five-star, and he was the best athlete on the field, and he was, what was dealing. It? his name? I will let you know in about three seconds. His name was Carson Beck. <laughs>
1: I played with. I played it on, with. Uh, I played hockey with a kid named Carson Backer. Really,
0: up. this is like an elite eleven kid. I guess they're raving about him. I'm, I mean, I he threw just a couple passes, had a couple good completions, but like he's a he's a player. All right. I, oh. I've never. I've, and it's you know, heard like, of, you can't. They you, were raving about him.
1: Alabama. How many championships have they made in the last ten years?
0: Enough. Like eight. Yeah, enough. More than enough. Okay,
1: so yeah, you can say that.
0: How about Lad McConkey,
1: dude? You, that is a win for white boys listen. everywhere. I was saying this today watching the game. I was like, like not even just because McConkie's white, but he really reminds me of Cooper Cup. His game, dude. It, he does. Watch his routes. Watch his routes, bro. It's, it looks just like cups. The way he comes up. Pull it up on Twitter.
0: I don't know. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. Just
1: pull up Lab McConkie highlights from the game. You'll, I'm, not
0: al- I'm not allowed to. Not, like, no one's going to come after me, but I'm not allowed to do this. His
1: comparison, dude, I'm is telling Cooper you. I'm, is Cooper
0: Cup the pro comparison? For me. It, well, at, I couldn't a have receiver been like, type. I'm not yeah. saying
1: he has, like, potential to be superstar Cooper yeah. Cup because Cooper I mean, Cup got dude. fortunate with a great great offense, yeah. with, with
0: uh, a great quarterback, yeah.
1: and I'm saying if McConkie could – Model his game somewhat type after him. then yeah. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: He finished with five catches, 88 yards, and two tuds, and that was actually one of those catches, like a 30-yard grab that went out of bounds. He was about yeah. maybe three inches away from hauling see, that uh, one in. He made some spectacular catches on uh, LaDamian Tomlinson's uh, Hodges is his nephew. Tomlinson Rives right, nef- Hodges Thompson. I yeah, yeah uh, uh. he had a tough he had a tough showing today. Yeah, that, well, that, Real that, that
1: deep ball today. that McConkie that first one I was on him.
0: Yep. He's good. So, don't be wrong. No, yeah, he's not a bad. He's great. He's been a great corner all year. Both of their corners, they've really been Newton. relying on him, but they did not show up today. They really, and then their whole defense, D. Winter really struggled. Our boy D. Yeah, he didn't really do shit. Doesn't say. I don't really know about that, but yeah. yeah. Why um, is
1: twenty nineteen LSU trending right now?
0: Dude, that is a great question. I, I mean, that's maybe, they're probably comparing they're compared, them. They're comparing them LSU to Georgia. I don't even know how you can compare them after the games like that. I don't. Well, totally dude,
1: different. LSU, though, that 2019 team was astronomically better than this Georgia team.
0: <laughs> astronomically might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think we'll keep it there for our college football <laughs> reactions. That was brutal. Back to the past. Kobe will finish up the NFL talk. But we'll finish on our NFL piece here. Uh, the big piece that I wanted us to react to today, we talked about it a lot in the intro, it was all about the city of Chicago and whether or not they can keep the Chicago Bears in Chicago. The Bears have been in an agreement I'll to so- reportedly me. purchase a large chunk of land in Arlington Heights. Now, Chicago is released this video we're about to watch right here, and it showcases the $2.2 billion, with a B, in renovations planned for the Bears' longtime and historic stadium. Let's give this a look, Kate. This is pretty ridiculous. Was on the verge yeah, he probably would. And you can see these renders right now. Oh Let me see. Into the yeah, I want to get your reactions to this. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And you'll see here, look, what's going across the top. A, a glass dome do over the... the top of Soldier it Field. It, do do you open it? Soldier it? does not look like it. I'd imagine probably not with that Doesn't it? It looks pretty great, man. These renders, by the way, Top knots. Look at this. These little wee, like, avatar-looking people (laughs) walking around. (laughs) Look at them, they're <laughs> the fantastic. Is a monument to those who <laughs> now, not a joking matter, big Veterans Memorial right play. here. Obviously, Soldier Field, the namesake. That was a key part and of this render. I can't get over how realistic all family. these people look, dude. Want, dude, it's fucking insane. insane. It's unreal. The fan zone right there, I'd imagine a lot of the merch things going in there. You got a club You're on the left side right the there. Gateway out to the field. Those might be real people on a green screen. the sports book. Sports book, gambling centers. Was there? Oh, yeah, dude. All of it's included in this thing. There you've got... I don't even the know what that... looked like that odds up there on the screen. Did you see that? View. It did look like it that. might. Those might have been betting odds. The There's dynamic, obviously some bars and different places. Places. in different places. Skyline Club, North Concourse. The long pour. Now, I will say, i got, I got a list of things that are going to be added in this, this stadium. A new glass dome. We display. saw that over the field. Club in lounges, way, no food halls, entertainment district, a whole entertainment a district. Look at this setup. On game the day. digital club? An you can have some VR in there, throw some passes during the game. All visitors to Chicago's <laughs> you have a transit hub. Line. This is going to have access to CTA, Metro, and Amtrak rail lines These right the into the stadium. So, obviously, being a Chicago a big city like that, public transportation, not going to have to worry about a lot of parking. Now, that will mean not going to be a lot of tailgating there, which is going to be the new uh, definitely a minus for some of the Bears fans. How we but, what I the mean, holy shit. Of Field, by like I said, $2.2 2 billion. You can see why. Look at that bar; It's, like, suspended today. in the air. And, and yeah, yeah, the this, this place is, is sick, dude. dude this, this is, is unreal. You need to be pissed off. Of it's right next to his house. That was a man. That Oh, I just saw the same man used twice in the render. There's a glitch in the simulation. He was wearing a full suit with a... Oh, my gosh. Includes... A With a SoFi Stadium yeah, like video board on the top, that must be the new
2: wave. That have never Holy shit!
0: That is incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna play one more time in the background, Chicago but. I mean, that one is of just oh, I'll keep that, screen for it us. It. that is into absurd, the of the That is honestly absurd. Watching that. By the way, props to whoever pulled off that render. Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, oh, that I was there. fantastic. A lot I of people probably, honestly, not just one person. But finishing off my list here of some things that are going to be incorporated into the stadium, they're going to expand their seating to 70,000 with a plethora more of private suites. So obviously money driving a lot of this. And then finally, like we said, the Veterans Memorial was a centerpiece. There it is. One more time, a, a really right place. at the beginning of everything Bridging they had right behind where the camera is looking right now they and had all the different branches the of the military represented. You can see From navy, army, Stone there's Game the marines, Day, the air force, West all those different Day. things, and I mean just fantastic. I can't Journey get over how the awesome. All that looks, dude. The Pretty sweet. Captures the now the question is, soldier field, is it too little, too late, or does someone at the Bears look at this and be like? if this is gonna happen we ought to just stick around (laughs) i mean if you see this this and say you gotta leave and you're tripping that's what i'm thinking if the city is really this this, and you know what there's a question for you was the plan all along, because this I don't believe they've actually settled on this property in Arlington Heights. They're still in, you know, display. within an agreement to make way, this no purchase. Was the plan all along to go to this vendor Hocal and Hocal threaten to buy this land? land? Was that the plan all along just and, to get the city to come out and back the funds for, for something like this to happen?
2: I mean, this to happen? To Chicago, Spain,
0: I mean, if it was, it's brilliant, but I don't
1: know that there's a smart enough person. These are the amenities of
0: a world-class entertainment environment. Look at these avatars, dude! I can't get over this shit. Wait till the you see the guy. And I saw some people picking apart. There he is. You see the suit with the number on the back of it? Yes, the all of them. Soldier They've got dress shirts with numbers on the back. That might be the new wave in Chicago. It's today. business attire and with a little bit of a sports attire, attire the twist. There he Chicago is. Oh, I missed him on this screen. Here he comes. Watching the top escalator here. There he is. Look at that! How open the concourse and everything is, though. Like that's just that much space. And I love, I love the pillars on either side of the. I think those are fantastic. Those are really really sweet. They have video boards up there. A lot of places for sponsors. Those type of things. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Um, Final topic for the day for us. Kingsbury. He gets canned. The Cardinals. They just signed an extension uh, with him less than a year ago that would have had him with the team in Arizona through 2027. Obviously, he didn't make it it that long. I don't know what the rest of his deal looks like. How much they got to pay him for all of that. Um just an interesting situation. Not really surprising, though.
1: Does he go the college route?
0: I'm thinking so. I really am thinking so. I don't know what the ideal landing spot for him is. The college landscape right now is kind of filling up already, so yeah. I'm not sure what that's going to look like unless you have a college coach like a Harbaugh that does the opposite and they flip-flop or something like that. I don't know if that's realistic, but I mean, it could be interesting.
1: I could definitely see him doing it. Get back, on and get back to... A point where people trust and believe in him again, you know, for yep. go to like a Pac-12 school and
0: oh, yep, that would be. A, I think that would be a great landing place for for someone like him. Now, but I
1: mean, at the same time, like they are so skilled. Their roster was so skilled. That's the thing that just, on like, paper, yeah, and it's like and they have should been. not be that bad. Like no. they were just bad. They weren't even competitive.
0: No, that's us say they just didn't have the competitiveness to even just be in games. Really, I didn't think yeah, so. Exactly. Um, but now the question really turns to. Kyler Murray, and will he finally get a shot? I put it in quotes here on my little write-up, or is he just a mediocre QB? I don't think he's the quarterback that everyone expects him to be. I don't think he's the quarterback that people had hoped he would be. I just don't think so. I think he's a superb athlete, and he shows flashes of being a top-level quarterback in this league. I don't think he's consistent enough. I don't think he ever and will
1: be. he's really in the hole, too, coming off a torn ACL.
0: Not only that, but apparently he's got a call-duty addiction.
1: Well, that's been...
0: Just as serious. That's been a... Better things so. ever since that clause went into the contract of watching film or whatever. I just feel like all the scrutiny has been on the Cardinals and even the hard knocks, the way they portrayed Kingsbury and the hard knocks. Just yeah. watching that was like, this guy's a whack job, yeah. Like, what, he's yeah, up. he's just weird as hell. Like, he's just a very different guy. I don't know if that was NFL film's intention, if it was, it did a great job. He's a weirdo. He is now again. Uh, you know, finishing up on Arizona. JJ Watt officially retiring. We didn't say anything about that. Obviously, storied career for Watt. He'll be a you know no doubt for ballot yeah, first Hall of ballot. Famer. Just looking he's at his Canton. resume, he absolutely is. Next stop is Canton for JJ. Gets a sack in his last game was pretty two. cool. Two sacks. I saw the one. I didn't see the second.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he's what a two time defensive player of the year.
0: Two time. Yep. Two time. Two time. Now, Cliff, who takes his job. Sean Payton has been rumored to come back into the coaching Uh, links in the ranks there. Frank Reich is out of a job after being uh, run out of Indianapolis. Ben Johnson, who officially officially just got requested for an interview by the Texans. You said Mm -hmm. before, just before a couple hours ago, he hadn't had any official interview requests, but now has been requested by the Texans. Again, I'm with you. I could definitely see him ending up in Arizona. Yeah,
1: that just kills me with
0: that offense on paper and like what he might be able to do the potential for that.
1: He'd have to be a really loyal mf to stay here and try to win Super Seeing Bowl. Seeing some
0: funny tweets circulate, like Detroit Twitter, and it was just like, some, like Joey Ellis, my boy, tweeted something. I saw out. that. Yeah, about- he said, heard Ben Johnson doesn't put back his shopping carts and never picks up his dog poop. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's someone that a lot of teams should avoid. Yeah, not a good guy. Not, not a, a good character- culture guy. guy. Really, the Lions just are kind of just keeping him around. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was funny. I Um, definitely hope he stays here because that's going to be a a huge part of whatever the Lions do in the coming years. But that's all we've got for this episode. Great guests uh, with Darius there. A lot of good topics. And uh, appreciate you all tuning in if you have stayed along this long.
1: Ski-woo!